Welcome to the Confidence Mastery Unlock Your Life podcast. Covering the most essential areas of personal development for ultimate success. Your health, wealth and happiness. Your host, Natalie Bailey, the confident entrepreneur. Natalie is a confidence coach, property developer and bright red-haired fitness fanatic who is going to take you on a journey to confidently create a more inclusive, more successful and fulfilled life. Get listening, take action and unleash your inner confidence. Thank you for tuning in to the Confidence Mastery Unlock Your Life podcast. Um, This week's episode is an interview with the stressless specialist, Katie Garner. Um, We did record this pre-lockdown, but what is said in it, um, it's a really, really interesting conversation, less of an interview, more of a conversation um, about self-perception and how that helps you with your visibility. And actually, the more I've thought about it, and the more I've thought that this is probably even more important in these lockdown times. So please do listen and enjoy and make sure that you do get in touch if you have any questions. And also hope that you are all well, staying safe and making the, either the most of this time or doing what you can to get through. It is a, a tough time for a lot of people and we are all in in different boats, going through different challenges. And so I hope this episode helps you to understand your your own self, self-belief and self-perception and what it can do to help you. So enjoy the episode and I'll see you on the next one. So Katie, thank you very much for joining us in the Confidence Mastery Unlock Your Life podcast. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. It's been a, a pleasure knowing you for so long. And yeah, likewise. I feel, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel absolutely honoured for you to come on and be a guest on the podcast. We've been talking about this for ages. Um, just to give a little bit of background, Katie has been a guest expert speaker on our online confidence collective mastermind, and she's been the stressless specialist and is now shifting things over mm-hmm. a bit to help people with a similar message, but doing things a little bit differently, mm-hmm. which is going to massively impact people's lives. And um, as as we were saying earlier, actually, things happen the right way for the right reason. And I think that now this podcast is going to have even more impact for people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if you wouldn't mind, yes. Um, would you like to give a little introduction to yourself, tell people a little bit about yourself and then we'll delve into the actual content of the okay. podcast. So yeah, so like Natalie said, I'm Katie Garner. I'm the stress, I have been the stressless specialist. Um, so I've really been helping people with overwhelm and burnout and stress. Um, because I'm a hypnotherapist and I help people with limiting beliefs, um, I'm moving into helping people to come out of hiding because I'm finding that that's what I'm ending up helping people to do is is people who've got small businesses, um, who don't get themselves out online, who are kind of sat scrolling behind the screen and comparing themselves to other people. So, I, so it's people that are struggling with those kind of like self-belief issues mm-hmm. and I'm helping them to just step up and show up for themselves and for the people that are out there waiting for their help because everybody's got their purpose in life definitely and everybody's got other people who need them to step up and be into their own power um so i want to help people to to come out of hiding 
get visible. I like that because with so many people, they they have a message they want to share, but when they don't know how to, they've got this fear of judgment and then this lack mm. of self belief. So what we do works kind of in tandem. Yeah, it's that helping people to shift their mindset get over their own self-belief and like unleash that confidence that's inside them, Mm -hmm. but really figuring out the reason and where it came from. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Quite often people think, oh, I just need another social media course or Mm -hmm. I need another marketing course or a sales course or like, oh my God, I just haven't got qualified enough. So they get another course and another course. But actually what they need to do is, what we need to do is get to those deeper rooted beliefs and just take the emotion out of them and install the new rewire your brain brain, exactly and it's not an easy thing to do is it well (laughs) it's not an easy thing to do if you're plugging away at an unconscious level yeah but if you can get into it on a subconscious level it's much more simple than you think yeah um so it's a matter of just having someone facilitate you relaxing that conscious mind so you can get just straight into the subconscious because you can get through hypnotherapy and stuff you can get to parts of your mind that you could never get to through like months and months and months of talking therapy yep you just can't get to it because if you knew it consciously you could change it it's totally different isn't it it's a bit like meditation and sleep apps and stuff that you listen to while you're asleep it goes Mm -hmm. into your brain and you wake up and you feel different yeah because it's gone into your brain it's like dreams are you figuring out what's gone on in the day Mm -hmm. and you're trying to work out on a subconscious level so how how do you help people tap into the subconscious bit and then bring that to the conscious awareness? Through through the hypnosis. Yeah. Um, so it's just taking your brainwaves patterns sort of down so that you you're over um, overcoming the conscious mind, sort of getting through to the subconscious. Because um, once you switch off that conscious mind, yeah. You get to that deeper part of yourself where all your memories are stored and your subconscious um, acts on the level of about a four-year-old. It's got that sort of level of understanding. So when we're children, until we reach about seven or eight, uh, we live in the subconscious mind. So we're just complete sponges and we take everything in. And the subconscious keeps them as fact. So even if they're misunderstandings, it keeps them as fact. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why we have irrational phobias and stuff. So once we can go in and we can just get back to the very root cause, because usually things have happened twice, Mm before they start running as a pattern so if we get to the sometimes you can get to the second one first and then you get to the root cause the very first one you can then collapse everything it's like flicking down a row of dominoes yeah you collapse those and then the rest too. kind of follows on like the ripple yeah. effect goes and causes that chain of events to make things different and better exactly and then the important thing then is to put the positive suggestions in to replace it because if you don't replace it with anything then it can kind of you've got a void come back yeah yeah it's like there is so many people that i've spoken to they have these limiting beliefs Mm -hmm. and these beliefs are only something that they've made up in their own head through their perception Mm -hmm. of things that have happened to them in life and that's their then their response to things rather than it being a fact yeah because your beliefs they're not facts they what you think about something that's happened and then the more that thing happens like you say it must have happened more than twice for Mm -hmm. you to then believe that and that become your truth Mm -hmm. because whilst it might be true to you somebody else could have experienced the same setting the same thing that happened but think about it in a different way people experience things very differently and it's not always the same thing that happens it's the brain looks for patterns so it might be that um 
like something emotional happened and you could see a certain thing in your peripheral vision at that time and then something else emotional happened and you could see that same thing in your peripheral, peripheral vision and those mm. two same emotions so like that's how like, there was a guy who had a mushroom phobia yeah like a massive phobia of mushrooms right and the, every time he saw mushrooms he had a panic attack if he was in a restaurant or going okay. past the green grocers or anything he would have a panic attack um and it was like, well, it started when I was 19 and my girlfriend split up with me and I was going through the woods and there were mushrooms on the floor in the woods. He was like, that's the only thing I can think of. But when we regressed him in hypnosis, yeah. it went back to a memory when he was a baby laying in the grass in his garden um, and his mum and dad were arguing and there were mushrooms in the grass near him. Ah. And because he had that feeling, that emotion that, you know, it was pre-verbal, so yeah. he couldn't, he couldn't no speak. make sense yeah, of it. Yeah. He had that feeling that he might lose his mum. And then when that feeling came up again, when he lost his girlfriend and his ah. brain saw the mushrooms, it made the association it with the mushrooms. Interesting. So then he had panic attacks every time he saw mushrooms. But as soon as we could work out that that original root cause and take the power out of it, basically, yeah. it, can, it sorted it out. That's really interesting. I can't remember how I got onto that bit. <laughs> <laughs> self-perception. No. So, yeah, well, there is perception. I, I know someone that um, was terrified of sausages. Right. It's completely irrational, isn't it? Totally irrational. I mean, we used to play jokes and (laughs) give them a box and there'd be sausages inside. (laughs) Yeah, that was pre-now Natalie days. (laughs) Um, But I'm sure if you had the same conversation with him, there'd be a reason behind where this fear has come from. And he wouldn't know it consciously. No. But why would you? No. Like anybody that's all afraid of anything. This is why I say to people say things out loud what are your fears say them out loud Mm -hmm. because it sounds different when you say it out loud as to when you're just speaking to yourself in your head so is it actually a real fear or is it totally irrational Mm -hmm. like people are scared of fucking hell mushrooms like exactly unless it's a thing is spiders as well in our country there's no reason for anyone to be scared of spiders. They're not dangerous. No. If you live in Australia, yeah, I can, I can understand. Exactly. But it's it's learned from yeah. people around you. It's learned from your environment. And the way they move. I think I used to be yeah, scared yeah. of spiders. So we like where I where I grew up, despite being in the middle of London, we would have these spiders that were this big. Really? Yeah. Um, for those of you listening, like the size of my hand, <laughs> literally the size of my hand. And I've lost count of the number of spiders, the size of my hand that I've seen wow. in my mum's house. In I lived in a different flat in the same block and my neighbours as well. Right. This big. And I'm talking, we weren't on the ground floor. Right. So we're like, where the fuck have these spiders come from? Uh-huh. And... Knowing that many of them, so like when they're that big, and you know they're not going to hurt you, no, because they can't. It's the thought and the creepy crawliness and the way they move, the unpredictability, um, and, and how fast they move. Mm. And I remember once going to, I was I was staying up late one night. I was watching telly. It was about four a.m. and I saw this shadow across the um, the skateboard, <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> And I didn't see it come back out. And so I went to bed, got up the next day, just, you know, coming on. I think I went out, came back, and I went in my bedroom. Bang, there it is on the wall. <laughs> I was like, I can't do anything here, can I? What can I do? How am I going to get rid of that? It's not going to fit in a glass. No. And even then, I'm like, I, I couldn't put a glass over it 
because I would still feel like I'm touching it. Right. Even though I'm not, because I can see it. So I went and knocked on my neighbour's door. Mm -hmm. I've known all my life. And he was in, his wife was out, and the, the kids were in. This was 10 years ago now. And I was like, can you help me, please? <laughs> he looked at me like, what do you want? <laughs> um, anyway, he came... Um, got rid of the spider the, the, the girls came as well <laughs> everyone had to come and have a look yeah like his face went white right and but anyway like he managed to get rid of it threw over the balcony so it still lived and then when I spoke to his wife she said I can't believe he did that I normally have to get rid of them really mm. so I think that goes to show that you can do something and get over your fears yeah but then moving to Mallorca Mm -hmm. made me get over my fear of spiders because of the cockroach bastards oh really so I've replaced one fear with another you see I always find that if there's somebody else that's more scared of spiders than me yeah. then I can easily deal with them easily yeah but if I was on my own with someone who was fine with spiders I'd get them to do it and I'd be more scared because you've, I've always found that over the years you've got yeah. the comfort of them doing yeah. it as opposed to but if there's someone that I need to protect yeah. or someone that's more scared then I'm, I'll quite happily do it you step up yeah, you get exactly. out of your comfort zone. Yeah, but isn't it interesting that some people are just not scared of spiders? Mm -hmm. It just comes down to the perception, doesn't it? Yeah, Be because stress, the fight or flight response, has yeah. to go through your thought process. It has to go through. It's a perceived threat or danger. So it's only if you perceive it as a threat. Yeah, that it's scary. That is, that is scary, mm. and that's why you should say these things out loud. Yeah, because actually, in this day and age, like now, what fears are really valid and from from anyone's perception people are so happy to get in a car mm -hmm. but if there was a snake next to them they'd be worried about the snake but there were more deaths from being in a car than there are from snakes absolutely and again that's perception stories of, we tell ourselves because of what you're used to mm -hmm. so how do you get a better perception of things that you're afraid of by telling yourself a new story yeah so where would you start with simple. that? Simple. Simple. Simples. But where, where do you start with that? Well, you have to start by identifying what your story is. Mm -hmm. Everything starts with awareness. Um, and acceptance as well with that awareness. Not, not acceptance as in, all right, well, this is how it is. I'm going to stay like this. But acceptance of this is where I am. I'm not, I can't change the past. I'm not going to be bitter and regret, regretful. Regretful? Yeah, that's a word. Um, about everything that's has happened so far and how I've believed and believed and, and the stories I've told myself. But I accept where I am and this is a starting point to move forward and change it. So you've got to yeah. be aware of what your stories are um, and the scripts that you tell yourself. And you, it's also really helpful to notice like when you do, like whatever self-talk you've got, whose voice is it that's in your head? Because quite often... It's like, I don't know, a parent, a teacher or... Someone else, yeah, telling it's quite you. quite often other people's voices that have stuck there in your subconscious mind. They might have turned into your voice, but if you think about who maybe said those things to you... Who said the words? Where do the words come from? Mm -hmm. that, that language you've used. Mm -hmm. I have a similar thing, but for good. Yeah. So when I want to give up in the gym, I have a voice in my head right. that tells me and speaks to me in an accent that makes me keep going. <laughs> what accent is it? <laughs> because <laughs> that's a strong voice you've got there yeah I like I have a strong voice but like my trainer is in my head telling me not to stop what accent has he got <laughs> he's got a Yorkshire accent <laughs> 
So when I'm on the Stairmaster and I'm like, fucking hell, I want to get off this. He's in my head going, don't fucking stop. Yeah, good. But in and having that voice in my head and it not just being me helps me to not stop. Do you have the battle with your own thoughts and is it like a whole conversation that goes on or does that not no he tells me he tells me to keep going and and i keep going going. yeah there's none of this i'll have a break and then i'll carry on it's he said so i'm going yeah i i need that voice in my head because i tell you (laughs) if i was on the stairmaster mine would win out (laughs) (laughs) nah nah see i i I will not quit no no i'm very determined yeah but because i have that and if there have been times and and I'll be on the floor in between sets thinking, oh, fuck, I've got to get up and do it again. My heart's beating out my chest and I've made a puddle on the floor because I'm sweaty. But I get up and do it again because, one, I don't want to let myself down, mm-hmm. but I have a voice in my head going, don't fucking stop. Have Keep you, going. Have you always been that determined? Yeah. 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 Paul's was Natalie thinking about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because anything I set my mind to, if I really want it, I'll have it. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing that I've wanted that I've not had. Good. Yet. And doesn't have to be a yet. There won't be. And if there's something that I can't have, I'll change what I want or how I'm getting it. Yeah. Because I think how will I get there rather Mm -hmm. than I can't get there. Yeah. And that's very important as well. But back to the point mm. of... Well, that, that links in with the story, doesn't it? It's, yeah. It's self-talk. It's, you know, if you're saying I can't, then you, that's a full stop. Then that's the it. And it, you stop. It? And you just stop. Whereas I know I can. Mm-hmm. You know you can do things. Mm-hmm. Like, what's an, what's an extra five minutes on the Stairmaster? Mm-hmm. You've already done 25. Yeah, there you go. You see, there's the difference. <laughs> 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 an extra five for me is double. <laughs> such a yoga girl see I love yoga yeah and that has so so many benefits for your self-perception and your awareness of yourself and your body as well just body awareness body awareness in space and yeah and what you're able to do and what you're Mm -hmm. capable of and how you then connect better with your own mind Mm -hmm. to be able to have a better perception of yourself and talk yourself up and and be coming back to that voice in your head saying you can't do this Mm. and whose voice are you talking in and where does it come from you can change that Mm -hmm. and I think with yoga because often that voice comes from like life experience whereas I think when you're doing yoga and you're bringing yourself back into that place of connection you're connecting yourself back to pre those lessons you're connecting yourself back to that that deeper part of yourself that's that knows it all is well that knows your well-being that knows mm-hmm. that there's no such thing as non-confidence or non-self-belief it's just like it knows that you are here as an expression of life and there's no question about that there so isn't. when you, so you know i suppose we call it confidence self-belief but but when you're connected back to that deeper part of yourself you sort of don't need any of those words or you don't need to convince yourself or talk yourself around because you just, you know. just know. Yeah. And like if you can be there and be there in the moment and you're capable of doing mm. that and having that deeper understanding, mm. just think how much more people are capable of. Oh my gosh, so much more. We use hardly any of our brain, don't we? I know that the percentages that they say are not 
entirely accurate i think yeah it's changing they're, they're getting a new understanding of it but we still use very little <laughs> our brain capacity sometimes i think i use <laughs> even less <laughs> well you know <laughs> yeah we all do <laughs> uh, yeah, you're human. you're exactly you're human you'll have those moments like what day is it you know yeah of course but it makes me laugh when they do the dementia tests and say, right, do you know what day of the week it is? I'm like, oh my God. I <laughs> no. I, must. <laughs> I think I've failed that test. But yeah, I said to someone the other day, um, <laughs> trying to work something out. I think I was trying to work out how long I've been in Mallorca. And I was like, what year are we in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all fail that test at certain points. Yeah, but that's a day-to-day thing. And that's, that's okay as long as you understand and know that that doesn't actually affect your level of intelligence. I know, of course it doesn't. It's just sometimes the thing is when you don't go to work Monday to Friday in the usual sort of manner then the days do blend in and blur into one yeah of course they do I know know when it's Saturday because the football's on and that's it there you go time's a man-made concept anyway it it is yeah so how do you have more self-perception better self-perception so by changing your stories identifying your old stories identifying the root cause really helps just because when you go into that subconscious and you can take the power out of it you can kind of reframe it shift it get all the parts of yourself on board because there's always like you know there's like a little bit of us it's like no i don't want to change i like being in this old way Mm -hmm. and this is the bit that gets me attention or gets me you know whatever needs it's met in the past because every behavior and every um script i suppose we've had has met some need in the past yeah and that's why it's continued because our brain thinks it's useful to us but so we need to sort of help our primitive parts of our brain to understand yeah well we're really not used to useful to us anymore we need to change it to something more useful for us now because we don't need to run on the old patterns that we had when we were six years old no and actually in terms of you say primitive but we're not that old as a species no so it's perfectly normal that we still have those primal urges from what really isn't that long ago. You think of yeah. how old the universe is. Yeah. As a species in this capacity. We're in very primitive times. Yeah. The thing is, though, we've also got this intelligence where we're inventing things and moving things forward so quickly to that we're not always keeping up with the evolution that we're creating for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why we've got all these intolerances, food intolerances and stuff, because we're <laughs> modifying food so that we've got enough, we can make enough for enough people. and Creating and all of this process stuff. We, that... Our bodies can't, haven't kept up with the change yet. Yeah. Um, but then some people are not intolerant at all. Yeah. And they're just jumping on some bandwagon thinking, <laughs> oh, that's okay. Like, I'll try this. Well, why don't you go and get tested? Yeah. Some th- well, I think the people hear that it's more healthy for you and, you know, they hear that paleo is the best way or veganism is the best way. And it's every, every single person's body is different. So every- you, only know, you can only experiment for yourself and work out what works for you. In your DNA. Yeah. Like everyone's d- different. I think it's that you're 95 or 90 95 or 98% the same as every other person and but it's that minor one or two percent that makes you different yeah and even like to your parents you have such a high percentage of dna that's exactly the same and but you will be so totally different and people like have you ever noticed how people are so surprised that siblings are so different yeah but 
that's because of the the part of the DNA that is so different is the bit that matters. Mm-hmm. And like you, you come from the same parents, you're brought up in the same way, but you perceive things differently. Yeah. So you see like an older child has been, say their they, they sibling was born when they were three. Mm-hmm. They had three years on their own. Absolutely, with all that attention. And then the, the new kid comes along. Mm-hmm. And then say three years later, that three-year-old will have a different perception of something that happened because they've never been alone. Yeah, so true. So that's why things are so different for siblings because they did have a different upbringing for a while, but then then therefore every perception they have of everything that happened. So when parents get divorced, some kids are happy about it because they think one of the parents is mean and the other ones are devastated because they felt that they've been treated differently. But that's, again, back to the perception yeah. that they've had. Yeah. So being perceptually aware is a really important thing to, yeah, and I think to understand. Once you percep- you've got awareness of your own perception and that it is going to be different from other people's, then it can still help you to start accept other people's perceptions of things as well, especially when it comes to siblings and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You know, it can be like, oh, it's not fair. <laughs> but when you think, well, that person, every single person is viewing things in a totally, totally different, different way. way. Like, the whole of life is perception. We could argue that, like, everything's just a perception of what our senses of interpreting it as. That's just our own interpretation. So... Um, so yeah being more self-aware of what our own scripts and our own perceptions are can help really help us to embrace other people's perceptions as well and yeah and accept them and accept, and accept them. that we're all different yeah i mean not not you don't have to embrace everyone's but well, that's some people are acceptance, <laughs> acceptance i think is i, th- I think that's it just allowing you know everyone to have their own opinion and wouldn't life be boring if everyone agreed yes yes i agree <laughs> <laughs> That went well. (laughs) (laughs) But that in itself is true. I think that's part of the beauty of life. Yeah, of course. Having all of these different things. But, you know, so you you go to the same event. We, We could go to the same event and I think it great and you think it's rubbish. Yeah. Because of your beliefs, the way you were brought up, the way you've lived your life. Yeah, every single experience up to that point, every single opinion, every single belief, every single experience, every single learning, every single relationship. It's different. Yeah. Like you have an argument with with someone and you believe you're right and you believe they've done something wrong, but they don't know. No. You can have arguments with people, they don't even know they've done something wrong. Yeah. Because you haven't told them. Because <laughs> you've got the perception that they should already know. It's like setting those boundaries, those expectations. Mm-hmm. And I was watching a program the other night. I don't watch much telly, but you know, sometimes you just need a bit of trash yeah. to kind of like make Switch your brain go. But it wasn't actual trash, it was called Sex Tape. Oh, uh, the film? <laughs> no. Oh. It was a TV program. Oh, I've heard about this one. These three couples who um, have problems in their relationship. Mm-hmm. So they put cameras in their house and filmed them for a week in their relationship and how they got on and they filmed them having sex or not having sex. Um, but I found it very interesting how they... they 
the, the one couple in particular, so they, they did all of this and then the three couples got together and watched. Right. <laughs> watched them. <laughs> um, there was one couple, this guy, he was trying it every night and she was having none of it. Right. And I thought, how bad that must feel for him to feel that constant rejection, rejection from yeah. someone he loves. And she said she, he loves, she loves him. So oh, I was like, I'm glad you're at least trying to do something about their own. They'd only been together a year and a half as well. Oh, wow. And then there was another couple and he'd done something wrong. Like he'd cheated on her and then she stayed with him and they were going out. And then when they did have sex, it was under the covers. It was very perfunctionary mm. and vanilla. And then that was it. It was over. And then like she turned his back on him and it was just like, so... If he doesn't know he's done something wrong, because there was another night he'd been out, they right. were supposed to go out. She was ready for seven. He didn't get home till midnight. Oh, no. But if you don't set that expectation... Yeah. And then then she, she, you've just got the ump with someone, how are you supposed to know and communicate effectively? Yeah. It all starts with clear communication, doesn't it? But people don't talk to each other anymore. No. So it, how do we help people... To have a better perception of themselves in order to communicate more effectively with people. And it all starts with your relationship with yourself. Because if you can't communicate honestly with yourself, mm -hmm. how can you communicate honestly with other people? And if you can't feel comfortable in yourself, how can you feel comfortable sharing whatever you want to share with other people? Because it's hard enough, like, putting yourself out there and being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. but, but doing it when you don't feel comfortable in yourself as well is just... <laughs> Well, there's, you don't, there's nowhere to start, is it? But I think the really important thing for people to remember is that, I'm going to sound all woo-woo here, but each one of us is an absolute miracle. <laughs> like, it, it makes me, like, it blows my mind that people don't believe in miracles. I'm like, well, you are look one. in the mirror. <laughs> like, each you are one, one of us is an absolute yeah. miracle. And each one of us is here. Like, life has chosen us to breathe, breathe life into us. So we're all here for some miracle reason like it's it's just to know that about ourselves but actually know that rather than thinking oh but I don't like Nassali like or I don't like this bit of me and and oh, well how would he like me or you know it's all these little stories that we need to just shift around and it's about empowering empowering people to believe in themselves and love themselves and I think in our society that whole love yourself thing is like oh that's really vain and conceited and arrogant and it's but that stopped us from actually loving ourselves. We need love. We do need love. We need to But love we need ourselves. love from ourselves before we can allow others to love us. Absolutely. And how can you expect to fully appreciate that other person as well if you don't fully appreciate yourself? Yeah, that's very true. If you've got that perception that you're not good enough, mm -hmm. then you'll never connect properly on the level that you want to with someone else because you haven't allowed it within yourself mm -hmm. and I think that's where everything starts to change you say you, you know you said about feeling it's a bit woo-woo and it is but it's not yeah because oh well 10 years ago I'd have gone oh what a load of shit like yeah <laughs> I do love myself but not on the level as now yeah because yeah. I've been through that process of how do I look at myself? What do I need to do? What bits don't I like? Where can I improve? Mm -hmm. To have this understanding of what I'm great at and working on those things. And that's where people need to start is by looking inside. Mm. And also by knowing that like the 
feeling not good enough and feeling that's a natural part of being human like it's just natural yeah um you know the the spiritual view of it is that we all come from the same source and we expand out and we become like physical extensions of that source but then as soon as we do come into the physical body we're separated from that and it's the the whole kind of self-development personal development is like remembering all those parts of yourself that were already there yeah that we're already whole and complete but we just we forget like you know we have a bad relationship or you know your parents split up or just something's happened like you kind of fragment yeah your connection with the the wholeness of who you who you are so knowing that wholeness of who you are and knowing that you're already perfect and whole and complete even if you don't like certain bits of yourself mm-hmm. sometimes like, you, day, you to, day to day you know sometimes you'll feel great and other times you won't you might wake up feeling amazing and in the middle of the day you feel shit and then later on you feel great again yeah and the things that happen Emotional to you coaster. That's it okay. is that's what life is mm-hmm. but those things that happen to you do not make you you no I think that's no. that's the main point that people I'm finding so often I don't know if you feel the same that people that come to you they want to work with you is because they're like oh I'm this way because of this thing that happened and it's not that thing it's your perception of that mm-hmm. and how you responded mm-hmm. and people and, and that's not to say that they could have responded any differently in that point they were just doing the best that they could yeah. at the time but the people think that they're broken and no one's broken no one's broken. No. I know what it's like to feel broken. <laughs> I felt broken many times. Yeah, like you can, you can feel it, but... But you're not. Anything that's happened, the way you respond can make things so much better. Yeah. As long as you're learning from it, you make a mistake. You make a mistake, you learn from it. You make it again, it's a decision. Yeah. But it's knowing that it's knowing that you could have responded differently. So it's building. It's like once you've realised that you could have responded differently, it's building that resilience up so that the next time you can respond instead of react, and you have got a, a greater buffer. You know, it, it's like the whole. You know, I was saying about the evolution of how we're kind of moving on really quickly. Yeah. And we're not keeping up. The whole social media thing is another thing because we can do this work on ourselves and then we'll get on Facebook and start scrolling again and you're like, oh, well, look at their life. But they look perfect and look, they're doing what I should be doing and all of those comparison things. Mm-hmm. Again, it's another natural thing, isn't it? Because we want to be accepted as human beings. Like we're, we need to be accepted into the tribe yeah. for survival. That's how things were historically. Yeah. So we, kind of we've still got that we need to be accepted thing in us. But actually... We don't need to be accepted for survival. Like, if we don't have... It's not like that anymore. If we're not accepted, we can still go to the shop and buy food. <laughs> we're not going to die. Well, no, that's exactly it. But it's it's in our DNA. Mm. So it's shifting that. How to shift that from one of, I need to be accepted to survive, to one of, I need to accept me to survive. Yes, like that. Yeah. And that's all it is, isn't it? You just need, we just need to accept ourselves. But like we say, it's, it can be easier said than done because it's, it's often that deeper, those deeper beliefs that we need to tackle. So how does one start to tackle those deeper beliefs? Okay. Hypnosis. Hypnosis. <laughs> Katie's a phenomenal <laughs> hypnosis. Everything. It really, it's really helped me. Yeah. It really, it's helped me so much. Hypnotherapy got rid of my chronic anxiety like that. Just like that. Just like that. Just like that. Just like that. <laughs> like Tommy Cooper. Look yeah. into my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it really did. Um, 
And any time that, you know, there's always layers, isn't there? And any time I've got something else that needs, that's come up, that mm-hmm. needs dealing with, you know, I know that you can't just always get rid of things just like that. No. Sometimes an emotion some... needs to be expressed. Like it needs, to, you've got to come out be of aware it. of it, accept it, allow it, express it, release it. That's, yeah that's the process otherwise we like push it down repress yeah. it and then it gets we get ill could you give an example for the listeners of what in particular of a particular thing that you ever overcame through hypnosis uh yeah well that you're willing to share yeah well loads of things but anxiety is one of them yeah um because i know that i help a lot of people listening yeah anxiety so the things i've got over uh, anxiety a telephone phobia i had a phobia of talking on the telephone massive phobia of talking on the telephone that's a massive thing yeah so many people have that yeah um and i'm still mildly uncomfortable with it but i'll do it it's fine like i used to avoid it so much so that i like broke my phone and so that i didn't have to talk to anyone on the phone for a year (laughs) and in the end my friend just gave me a phone she was like i'm sick of just texting you just have this iphone i was like okay oh um that's extreme yeah i was so terrified and so when i was regressed in hypnosis um, it, it, I went back to a memory when I was like three-ish or something and my dad was on the phone um, and I was worried the emotion that I was feeling was that I was worried about my mum so when, when I've asked my parents about it because yeah. I don't, didn't know what was happening it was we think it must have been when my mum was in hospital having an operation and my dad right. must have been like really in the hospital to check yeah. on her but it, that feeling that I had linked with telephones was that I was like I might lose my mum gonna get that call was, to say yeah. yeah something was really felt unsafe about telephones right so like we just we found the emotion we took we found the memory we took the emotion out of it we replaced it with a new reframe mm-hmm. and then the next day I went home and I literally cleared out like tons and tons of stuff I'd been hoarding for years yeah it was just like I didn't need it all anymore ah. it's almost like I was just like hold, holding on to the past and it, it just released me. I just and you let it, let it go. Yeah, it's gone. That's pretty powerful. Yeah, from my telephone phobia, all that came out of it. So because I just wanted to like walk, talk on the telephone so that I could do my business because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't dare talk to anyone. Yeah, it's kind of important yeah. to be able to talk to people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. But it's things like this that hold us back, and we like like I was saying before, we think that we need. Oh, a course on talking on telephones. Like we need the skills, or we need a social media course. But actually, there's something usually deeper that's holding us from doing it. Yeah, and that thing um, is you. Yeah, exactly. And you need to understand you, your perception of this thing, mm-hmm. and work through it and get out. And then, you, like you say, you never know what else that's then going to unfold. Exactly. I always say opportunity brings opportunity. You know, you you, you go and do one thing, you find another. Mm-hmm. You meet one person, and then your network starts to expand, yeah. and it just it happens the way it's supposed to. So you getting through that that fear through hypnosis has cleared up so much other rubbish. Mm-hmm you didn't need that you were holding on to let go of the baggage yeah and then that's allowed you to that moved it allowed me to move on to the next stage where i actually started getting clients and then you know moved on to being able to do facebook lives and videos and all of that sort of things i believe it or not 
anyone watching I used to be terrified like absolutely terrified of doing videos I certainly wouldn't do a Facebook live and to do a video it used to take me like I'd have to put all my makeup on and then I would do like write down exactly what I was going to write and then I'd do about 27 takes and not be happy with any of them just delete them and then just not do it yeah <laughs> oh yeah and now and I'll now just go on a Facebook live and just unplanned <laughs> to just talk about anything oh, sometimes i think they're the best ones yeah. whenever we try to do a recorded video it oh, it's that perfectionism thing kicks mm. in because on a live i don't care if i mess up because you can't do anything about because it, it no i can't do anything about it it's going out anyway mm -hmm. and I, I know i'm a human being and people expect people to fuck up yeah but when it's recorded and it's, you expect recorded, and this is expectation as well, to be perfectly polished. Yeah. So maybe I need to change my perception of recorded video mm. to be, it's all right if there's a mess up on it. Yeah. It's just this because perception, isn't it? that's just part of who I am. Because if it doesn't matter on a live... Why well, should it matter on a recorded... ...becomes a recorded video. Yeah. Afterwards. Like, this is going to go on YouTube. Yeah. It becomes a recorded video afterwards, so there's no difference, except for that you know in your head that you could change it. Yeah. That's the only difference. Yeah. It's just that story. It is the story. You've got to change the story. I like that. Interesting, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. So look at that. We've just solved a problem for me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I need some hypnotherapy. And that's how a mastermind works. <laughs> Masterminds are the best. Yes. The absolute best. Yeah. So if I hadn't got over that telephone telephone phobia... Yeah. Well, I just wouldn't have moved forward. I would just, just carried on being scared. Yeah. So. What are your, what are your tips for people fig figuring out the things that they need to get over in order to move forwards? Good question, Natalie. Hmm. Talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> or Natalie. Talk to both of us. We, yeah. do, we, 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 do, we can do a combined. Yeah. Get over the limiting belief and then come for extra confidence. Mm -hmm. Um. So I think really is to be really honest with yourself and really kind of face up to just just take some time with yourself and just think, what actually is this? Do I really need another course mm -hmm. or another qualification mm -hmm. or another something? Or actually, you know, I could I could write something and put it on Facebook now, but what's actually stopping me from doing that? What is it that's stopping me from getting out there? Because I've been speaking to loads of people this last few weeks and months who have like amazing gifts to share with the world, you know, like healers and therapists and just beautiful souls that have so much to share mm -hmm. and nobody knows <laughs> that they're there or what they do at all. So they need more visibility. They need more visibility. They want more visibility. They think they need accountability quite often mm -hmm. I think that they need something else but actually I, I just I urge these people just to actually take a little st sit back and think of it from a different perspective think what actually is this deeper belief that's holding me back yeah yeah and then work through it and then work through it where did where did it come from mm -hmm. in order to replace it with an empowering one yeah and start change, start practicing like I still do it I've I practice my new beliefs every day, like my desire, my new desires and my new beliefs, how I want to think and how it's kind of like a, an imagined future. Yeah. Um, but I, I read them out every day. I've recorded them onto a hypnosis CD for my CD. So, so the olden <laughs> days, it was CDs when I started. 
Not, not cassette not, tapes. Not cassettes. Well, it was when I was younger, but... Um, for those of you listening who don't know what cassette tape is... <laughs> It's a plastic piece. Uh, if you put your thumb and finger, fingers together, it was about that big. <laughs> Had some film in it, and when it came out, you would put a pencil in it to tighten it up again. Do you remember them, Natalie? Yes. Just checking. <laughs> <laughs> what we used to record top of the, um, the chart show on on Sunday afternoon, try and press pause before the DJ started talking again. Anyway, <laughs> you recorded the so I've recorded you recorded my audio. Yourself, yeah. 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 So I listened to it morning and evening. Nice. Um, just to get those beliefs into my, my own subconscious because I've started doing... Because for a while, you, you forget what you can do for yourself, don't you, sometimes, because you're so busy helping other people. So for a while there, I forgot um, that about self-hypnosis for some reason. You know, I was listening to things and I was reading things, but I forgot that I had this, like, you know... Ability skin. to help yourself. Yeah, 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 exactly. And that's the thing, isn't it? It's, you know, not always do as I say, not as I do. Oh. Walk the talk as well. Walk the talk, yeah. Yeah. And like lead from the front. Lead yeah. by example and that's what you're doing. Absolutely. Which is great to see. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what would be your top tip for somebody to be more confident in themselves? Uh my top tip for somebody to be more confident in themselves. Um follow Natalie's advice, stand tall. But just know that there's this deeper part of yourself that is more than any of your thoughts, and it's got this—you've got this greater power that's that's beyond any of your limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just a part of you inside, which is another reason why I teach so much meditation and stuff, because that's another way of connecting back to it. Um, and deep down, we're all the same. We are all the same, like one and the same soul. That's why we connect with each other because we have a common theme which is love and life and life and, you know we're all although we have different opinions and beliefs and things that we've learned we're deep down we're all we're all connected we all come from the same earth yeah you die you go into the earth people are born yeah and it's this cycle isn't it yeah. it's the circle of life it really is and i think we forget that we become so disconnected we just forget but you're all beautiful I think, I genuinely think that everybody is and everyone's amazing in their own way. Absolutely. In whatever way that it doesn't have, you know, if you like someone or you don't like someone, that person's still amazing. Absolutely. And and it doesn't matter if you don't agree with people's philosophies and beliefs and actions even either. Everybody's coming from a place of love or fear, Mm -hmm. no matter what action they um, act. Well, (laughs) whatever... In whichever way they behave, you know. Yeah. And there's some things that we think are apparent and, you know, some really terrible things going on in the world. But that doesn't mean that person's not coming from a place of of doing something that they truly believe in. That they believe in. in. Yeah. You know, people do some abhorrent things, but not I'm saying those things are right by society. No. But that person, they believe in the moment that they're right and that's their truth. Mm-hmm. But they just need to shift their perception of what's right and wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. We, we, we're on sort of rocky ground talking about this, really. But the thing is, every single person is, is here as, as a part of life. And there's... They have a set of a place. Yeah. There's opposites in everything in the world. You can't have a bunch of beautiful, amazing people without having the shit people that the good people go after to make the world a better place. Everyone thinks they're the good person, though. Yeah. 
because that's their belief system yeah everyone thinks that their beliefs are the right beliefs and that's fine that's fine it's the acceptance doesn't make it right or wrong a belief is not a fact no a belief is a belief yeah it's the acceptance of each other that I think the world is lacking really yeah acceptance we don't have to understand each other but we can accept that we don't and that's okay and that we still all deserve to be here and we're still all just the same inside deep inside you know it comes down to cells at the end of the day doesn't it yeah it's just what you do with your life and your perception of things to get yourself out there more and be more visible and share your message with the world share your message because the world needs you the world does just need as you. you are just <laughs> <laughs> it really does that's the thing we all, we think like i i did it myself for a long time didn't i natalie you did <laughs> just hiding away thinking that other people were better than me other people that, that, that i didn't have anything worthwhile to say there's just all of these things that get you stuck in your head actually there's people out there that i can help and they need to hear you. They don't know that you're there unless you tell them. They don't know that you're there unless you tell them. And if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else is going to believe in you. No. Uh, sometimes it's the old person that believes in you. And that makes you help. That helps you believe in yourself. Um, Dylan. In general. People. But yeah, yeah, like, yeah. 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 But you have to see it. Yeah, that's the right. I, you know, that's what I mean. There's been certain people along my path who yeah. believed in me when I really didn't believe in myself, and it's their belief that I believed in that I was like, oh, actually, maybe there is something. So, but you have to see it. You've got to see it for yourself before you can do anything about it. So we believe in you. We believe in you. <laughs> Cheesing it. We do though, because each one of you has so much potential. Every single person listening to this, and you know, has the the potent like the power that creates worlds within them because you are the center of your own universe yeah and that's okay it's okay to be the center of your own universe yeah definitely i would totally agree with that it's not a bad thing like you were told as a kid <laughs> the world doesn't revolve around you you know actually well, actually mine does and yours does and yours does and yours does and it has to and then that makes you a better person to other people yeah so where can people find you follow you virtually not in person i do not advocate in person stalking but i do i do advocate <laughs> online stalking so you can find me on my website stressless.life or on facebook is facebook i think it's stressless love more live more on facebook as cool. it is on instagram stressless love more live more oh i like it Thanks. i am um, kate katie's stuff is pretty awesome it's not just pretty awesome it is awesome so exactly. go and find Katie online and press the like button. And if you have enjoyed this episode, which I know you will have done <laughs> because your perception has now been altered. <laughs> <laughs> to the positive and the to, optimistic. To the positive, to the optimistic. And yeah, please share this with anybody that you know needs, needs that extra boost of help that you know that this can help you know like comment subscribe all of the standard podcast stuff <laughs> um, and don't forget to give us a five-star review whilst you're at it <laughs> and share that on your social media as well what do you believe what are your perceptions about yourself and um, why not share something that you've learned on this episode that can help others to be inspired to lead a better life as well so as always thank you for listening 
Thank you so much for being with us, Katie. Thank you for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, all the links um, and all of that will be in the show notes. Um, but keep your eyes open. This will be going on YouTube. Um, but we will, again, thank you for listening and speak to you very soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with people you think it will help. And stay tuned and subscribe for weekly episodes. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and YouTube by searching for Natalie Arabella Bailey. And join the Better Together for a Gold Star Life Facebook community to improve your confidence, network and life.